I've been with you eight years, and I suppose a lot of people don't really know me very deeply. It's something that just happens over time. I have a very odd sense of humor, and um, I got it from my dad. And um, I mention it because uh, I'm going to tell you an incident that doesn't seem like much or anything, but what strikes me about the incident is that it happened, say, about 55 years ago, 50 years ago, I'll say. Uh, it happened within a period of about five minutes, and it stuck in my head like it happened yesterday. In fact, I've shared it with some people, some of my very close friends I've known over the years, and it'll just come up all the time. They'll, they'll say this phrase I'm going to tell you in just a moment. And, and, and it, well, I was in the dining room of my parents' house, and my Aunt Lydia was there, my dad's sister. And um, it was a very windy night, not unlike the other night that we had the rain. And I woke up all night long. I kept waking up, and this wind was blowing. My windows were shaking. And it made me think of this incident. And so my Aunt Lydia, uh, at some point, she just said, Oh, my God, it's windy out there. My dad waited about five seconds. He says, It's just a breeze. So it went on, and, and she says, oh, my Lord, it is so windy out there. He waits about five seconds. It's just a breeze, and she got really upset. Oh, Eddie, how can you say that? And about two minutes later, she says, I, I just can't believe how windy. It's just a breeze. Now, that just struck me, and my dad just knew how to needle her and to play with her, and, and it got to her right away. I won't tell you the language she used, but it was colorful, to say the least. And I said to myself the other day when I was thinking about, isn't that odd how our brains work? Now, I'm not a doctor. I know there's several nurses here. But I think if I had the nerve to go off and be a doctor, I'd want to be a neurosurgeon. And one of the reasons is over the years, I've just been fascinated by how, how the brain works and, and how... Uh, we can have an experience 50 years before, uh, just in a period of a couple minutes, and it sticks with you, and, and it's a memory that never leaves. It makes me connect with another memory. I was in my third parish about 36 years ago. I can't even believe I'm talking in these terms. 36 years ago, another five-minute period, but this was with a nun who was running our RCIA program, the catechumenate program. And um, she was, her name is Sister Conception. And I thought, how appropriate here, celebrating the conception and birth of Jesus. But Sister Conception was sitting there, and she was instructing the group of adults who were going to be received into the faith. And she made this comment. She said, you got to realize that an awful lot about our faith is about forming memories forming memories. We come to church week after week, and really, it's very simple what we're doing. We come, and the liturgy says it, we come to remember. We come to remember the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's it. We are a people formed, shaped by the memory of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we come every week very simply in ritual and in prayer, 
to gather our thoughts. We, we hear the Word of God. We, we connect with that memory, the written Word. We are so rich in symbols, you know, the use of incense, the carry of the baby Jesus, a, a statue into the church, connecting with memories because those memories so powerfully form our lives. That's who we are. That's what we do. Because we, we do not wander around in, in a kind of a space or a darkness. And as the first reading said, no, uh, people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And this light, Jesus the Christ, has come into our life to bring light to everything. I can't help but think over the last 10 days or so, I've personally noticed, I don't know if it's true, but it seems colder than usual. And I'm not talking about climate change, although it could be that. I've just noticed that this is a particularly cold year for me. And every time I walk outside, I go out early in the morning and in my uh, goofy-looking pajama-like clothes and go pick up the paper, and I always walk out down the driveway, pick it up, and come back saying, these poor people along the river, these poor people sleeping on cement out there in these shabby little tents. Oh, my God. And we are people who have walked in darkness, have seen a great light, and everything is supposed to be changed. You heard the second reading. It's all changed because of Jesus Christ. Or is it? Do we really remember? I know we have the words, but does it cut down into us so deeply? Is it as sharp a memory as I have of my father saying, it's just a breeze, it's just a breeze, a funny moment? Do we remember Jesus Christ coming into the world prophesied for hundreds of years? Because we say it is the moment in time that we not only must never forget, we cannot forget because it has changed everything and all of us. So every year we gather and celebrate these different Masses. There's four different Masses for Christmas. This is the second one. Completely different texts. The Midnight Mass. And we do it out of tradition and to remember. There are some that this is the most significant moment, religiously speaking, of the year to come for the Midnight Mass. And we do it because as a people, as a people of faith, we need this memory to break into our lives, to dig down deep into our heart, and continue to shape us and form us year after year after year after year. Aren't you tired of going to the Midnight Mass? No. This is an important moment in our faith and our faith development. We come to welcome the light. Now, beautifully this year, the Altar Society always does a wonderful job. And I have to say, if, if uh, I'm sure some of them are here, they spent, I think, about 16 hours over a two-day period to, to decorate the church and clean it and get it ready. And, and it's beautiful, I think, and uh, lovely. But the one detail that really struck me, and you must check it out before you leave tonight, is the manger scene actually inside. Because someone had the inspiration to kind of surround the manger, the, the, the crib scene in lights. 
And of course, we celebrate Christ the light, the light that came and broke through the darkness and has lightened our life and gives us light. And because of this light, we don't just fumble around and bump around and walk around and trip and fall. No, we know the way. We see the way because of Christ the light. This light lights up our lives and makes us different. Today, uh, that's the meaning of this Christmas. We must never be the same because we've experienced the light of Christ. Tengo que decir algo en español y no voy a repetir. Ustedes saben las reglas conmigo. No voy a decir la misma cosa en inglés y en español porque y la gente que habla en las dos lenguas van a estar aburrido, aburrido y no queremos eso. Entonces quiero decir algo similar, un parte, pero la otra muy diferente. Simplemente quiero decir que tiene que buscar este um, cuna, esta noche buscar, porque un uh, hombre que estaban edificando este cuna por este uh, fin de semana puso luces acerca de la, la cuna. ¿Cuna? ¿Es eso right? Sí, porque uh, well, él, él tenía una idea, pero yo dije a él, ¡Wow! Porque Cristo es la luz. Cristo es la luz. Y esta luz está nacido en nuestras vidas. Y siempre en esta noche, en la noche medianoche, tenemos una lectura de San Lucas. Siempre lo mismo. Solo en esta misa tenemos esta explicación del nacimiento de Jesús. ¿Y quién recibió la, este anuncio primero? Los pastores en los campos. Gente muy sencillo. Gente que no pudiera leer. Estaba muy sencillo. Pero la primera noticia era de ángeles anunciando. Y primera reacción... Miedo, miedo. Pero ellos dijeron, no, 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 timor, no, timor. Puro alegría, puro alegría porque esta luz entró en el mundo y ellos empezaban a cantar gloria, gloria, gloria a Dios, gloria en exercicio, porque ellos estaban notando la diferencia en nuestra historia en este momento. Cuando Dios que hizo esta promesa por muchos años estaba realizando en la persona de Jesús. ¿Y qué es esta realización? Que la divinidad de Dios que estaba, como dijo la palabra de San Juan, que siempre era con Dios porque era Dios. Este Cristo, el Cristo universal, Entró en un humano, en María, uniendo con la persona de Jesús, este humano. Entonces, divinidad y humanidad estaban unidos. Y decimos que en este momento, la luz, la luz divina entró al en mundo. Como me gusta decir, la prueba por mí no es en este momento. Yo creo en este momento por este momento. Yo creo que esta es la verdad, que Él es la luz del mundo, porque Él trajo una luz divina a este momento de su muerte. 
Porque en el momento más lleno de inhumanidad, el momento que estaba más lleno de oscuridad, de odio, rechaza, él era una persona divina en amor y perdón. Padre, perdónalos que no saben qué está haciendo. Esta es la luz. Esta es la luz que tiene el poder de quebrar la oscuridad que existe. Yo creo que el más que podemos colectar estos recuerdos, tomar adentro en nuestros corazones, experimentar la luz quien es el Cristo, el más que podemos estar transformados como personas más divinos, compartiendo más esta divinidad de Cristo.